We are back. Back in effect. Yes. This is the last episode of the year. End the, of the year. From the Moral Urban Mobile Podcast. And for this last episode, we have some special guests. Well, you know what? These are our homies. Right? Okay. They've been so in they, here a few times. They're not even guests anymore. They, they're just fam. You know what I mean? Pod brothers. Left their footprints and they butt prints in the mobile man cave. Word life. Mm. Mm. Introduce yourselves. My name is Mega of the Mega Late Show. Yo, this is Late, also of the Mega Late Show. Yeah, we're um, a Tokyo hip-hop and creative culture podcast that comes out all the time. And uh, yeah, we've been rocking with y'all for at least, uh, what, over a year for sure? Like two two years almost Mm. now, right? You know, and it feels good to kind of, kind of. I mean, it's a small pod community here, but just to be... Doing the same thing with some fellas who you know who are cool and dope and some, some fellow podcasters. Yeah, I guess. I, I was there's trying a to camaraderie the right there. Words. You know, we yeah. all know yeah. the struggles of editing and yes, and exactly scheduling guests and uh, also you know a lot of the benefits of just finding all these incredible people within the Tokyo community. Word. So word up, man. Thanks for having us. This is gonna be a, a loose kind of freestyle type of episode. It's not no taking format. over the studio. Yeah, no, no. It's for- a celebration too, though, right? Yeah. You guys are just making two years. Exactly. Word up. Thank you. Exactly. Congratulations. So th- yes. Right on. We hit Couple- three years next next month, right? Or I guess now, right? Late. Technically we, we, now. We, yeah. Technically. we got it together. Okay, like so right we got a double song. anniversary in that. Double oh. anniversary. So for all those who didn't fellas. know, December twenty first, we put out our. First episode, 2017, with uh, David Whitaker of the Soulful House. Oh, shout out to David. Y'all put out your that episode was the first episode on the Equinox. That's that was tight. Why don't we play something one? like that late? Yeah, that was the first one, mm. December 21st, 2017. Soul Food House. Shout out to David and Tanya. Shout out to David for sure, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so happy anniversary to the Raw Urban Mode podcast. Mm-hmm. And you said you guys three years now? Yeah, man. We're, the we're mega late uh, three show. years in January. I guess technically now because, you know, we, we did like a we test episode. We recorded in December. Yeah, yeah, right in December. Okay. And yeah, we right did drop those Lucy's. Yeah, the triple 16s, right? Yeah, like yeah. our favorite tracks, verses, uh, all types of shit. It was a long recording. We hadn't got it like our format down yet. But okay. yeah, man, that was a long time ago. Three years. And we, our next episode that we release will be episode 100, so Dope. that's a milestone. Dope. We've definitely done more than 100 episodes. We just don't count them all the same way. When, oh, okay, gotcha. When they're not both of us together uh-huh. and with a guest, so. Gotcha. Yeah. And with all the shochu they be drinking in the studio. Mm, indeed. I got to take uh, yeah, blame for most of that. Full responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, all the blame, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it was one of those episodes I, I joined y'all. I was kind of saucy. I can't remember which one that was. but uh, Ramsey's. Was it Ramsey's? Yeah, shout out to Ramsey's. Shout out to Ramsey's. Sugar Shack. But well, yeah. Bitch, I got flavors. Bitch, I got flavors. And he's, that's that's true. He got like bacon, maple bacon, uh, can, <laughs> what is it? Uh, cotton candy. Yeah, mm. cotton candy. And he also puts I'm it down on food too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, got the, he had the North Carolina sliders at the Beat the Best joint with G. Amazawa because uh, okay. North Carolina was in the house. So yeah. shout out to Ramsey's. Shout out to Ramsey, man. Yeah, we're gonna freestyle this, but um, let's recap 2019, man. Uh, how how was it for y'all podcasting, and, and you know, talk a little bit about that. I would say successful, just to be bland about it. Mm-hmm. But you know, usually we have a couple meetings and quotation marks throughout the years, just to kind of you know talk about the state of the pod, what our ambitions and goals are, and you know, just to touch base and see where we're going to move forward the next few months or so and uh 
try to do one at the end or the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, last year, we kind of made a couple goals. You know, let's, you know, hit these numbers. Let's uh, work on uh, this kind of having this amount of output, being this uh, efficient or proficient. And I think numbers-wise, while we didn't quite hit the goal we were going for, which may have been too ambitious maybe yeah but uh it's been better than i expected even though we had a goal that we didn't meet i don't know if that makes any sense mm. like um it, it was one of those type of goals it's like you, you know you might not reach it but you might as well just put it into the ether yeah because it's good to have that but yeah yeah and especially on the uh I guess, I don't know, promotion and marketing, I always get those two things mixed up. Like, uh, we we really stepped our social media game up, like, by a hella a lot. Like, mm. We went from basically, like, no, nothing. <laughs> nothing to at least once a week we get something out. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. So, in other words, y'all were shooting for the moon, and if you miss, you would still be amongst the stars? Oh, I mean, we we out there in the Van we Allen belt. Dr. You know Manhattan. What I mean? Yeah. yeah. We, we, we're well in the Van Allen belt, so we know the radiation ain't going to kill us. We hit the moon. You know what I mean? It's it's just been a it's been a great year. You know, um, uh, we're so efficient now. It's almost on autopilot to some degree. Word. You know, late schedule somebody. I don't even have to ask like who it is. We just kind of worked everything out. Mm-hmm. Our efficiency. We started releasing episodes biweekly, uh, cutting them in half, and uh, that increased our listener base. Okay. And um, you know, or at least our numbers. And yeah. man, the type of guests that we had on this year is just astonishing to me. I look back on some of the people we've had the opportunity to sit down with, and even looking at y'all's, uh, the type of guests you guys have had. It's it seems like it's been a really good year for all of us. Yeah. Um, man. Like, yeah. For us, I mean, I, I think uh, I don't think we really established any like numbers, like goals, like downloads or anything. I see y'all with hidden numbers though and but, but you know, what, milestones. Yeah, what I can definitely say is that going weekly did increase our numbers, I think. You know, yeah. you know, the more of course, the more content you put out. Same for us. Like our, our first year we were pretty sporadic. Mm-hmm. Like we were like two times a month, maybe. Uh yeah. and I I didn't realize until I went back and looked at it this year. But from our first year in two thousand seventeen? Mm-hmm. No, sixteen? Seventeen. Yeah. From that first year in 2017 to compared to 2018, mm-hmm. we like tripled our listeners. Yeah. 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 Which is kind of crazy. I mean, of course, three times one is three. But you know what I'm right. saying? It was like a huge jump. So like trying to get that same amount of jump for, you know, consistently is a bit unrealistic. Yeah. But we, we still uh, increased this year also. It's pleasantly surprising, and I'm sure you guys look at your numbers and feel the same way because what we're catering to is a very kind of niche uh, demographic. It's people who are either interested in things that are happening in Tokyo or doing things here in Tokyo, and it's a podcast. So a lot of people are more interested in watching visual type of media, and neither of us really do that at all. Neither of our podcasts do that at all. So when I see the numbers come through and it's like, wow, you know, uh, tens and tens of thousands of listeners, it's like, yo, that's fucking amazing because you think of that number – uh, just say an episode in a week gets like a uh, hundred listens, but just think about you know a hundred people in a room interested in listening. It's 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 pleasant, man. It's yeah, pleasant. no, I I definitely agree. And you, and you hit a point that I I wanted I was going to go there too is that you know I I see other um, content makers you know especially like you said the video 
I understand I, that when you're on a video platform, your numbers are just going to be much better, right? Yeah. Especially on YouTube, right? Yeah. So, you know, there are some people out there with some awesome numbers, and I'm just like, yeah, I wish, I, I, I wish our numbers could be like that. But at the same time, I understand yeah. that the audio platform, audio-only platform, is not as big. Yeah, I mean, it's it's they're, they're two different things, largely. If you look at somebody that's successful and making content about Japan, like, uh, what is that, Black the Black Experience Japan? Oh, yeah, shout out, out to them. They, they, they out. put out incredible videos that are kind of an ethnographic approach to studying how black people are interacting and how they're treated out here, and it's wonderful to see. And, like, that could work well on a podcast, but one of the things that's really dope about that is that you put a face to it immediately. Yes. You can see a person and the way they react. So it's a whole different thing you know what i mean like i'm making content for people riding the train or sitting at a desk and not not sitting on their couch and you know yeah same for us you know know. google casting to something so but yeah i've even had people this i've had quite a few people that say hey why don't you do video yeah and i I just i just let them know like look um i agree it would be nice if we can do video, but that's a lot of work. Bro. Whole nother animal. That's a, that's a lot of work. And I, I've I've met content makers who will honestly admit that video is is, is it takes some work, and they they, yeah. they had to kind of slow down and kind of reset because you know it, it's it's a lot to, yeah, to put was, out video content, especially yeah, was, if you don't have that 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 skill set, which we don't have. So yeah, I was talking with my man Utah, and uh, you know Utah. He, uh, but anyway, he he has a YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. It's a man from Japan or whatever. You know uh, him? His, no, this oh not that guy. Okay, uh, it's a different Yoda. Uh, Yoda, Yoda. I'm sorry, his okay. name's Yoda, and he has a thing going called Azores Island, right? Where he uh, on YouTube, where he he has discussions with strippers, porn stars, and all this, that, and the other, oh, okay. right? And he told me the editing kicks his ass because he's a one-man show yeah so he was talking about the hours that he has to spend and sometimes he has to make it even into you know three or four parts because he don't want to miss his deadlines and this that and the other yeah so uh yeah he said it's a bitch but he said it's worth it you know yeah i mean because his his shit's visual because he's got these these uh you know chicks in the sex industry so of course people don't want to hear from them they right. want to see them too you yeah, know yeah. What I'm saying? And, and certain things i certain things i think need to be visual like um you know i don't think what we do necessarily has to be visual but of no. course it would help you know because that's just the way the way it is sure. people are more visual most people yeah. are visual than you know i mean so, we yeah. used to live stream a couple of events um just to like you know i don't know exactly why we were doing that just kind of like a semi-promo. It. It's like a good look, kind of. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and even that, you know, we weren't doing any kind of editing whatsoever. Besides, at the event, you know, change to this camera or you know, switch to this whatever. Yeah. And yeah, it's just a lot of data being used. Yeah. Uh, sometimes multiple machines. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lot of. It's a lot more than. Not to knock the amount of equipment we've all had to, you know, put some money into for the audio podcast, but yeah. you know, put visual on top of that, cameras, yeah. different cords, lighting. different programs, lighting. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I actually would like to incorporate video into the podcast. Uh, it's it's just about making it efficient, you know, and it's like 
keep it raw too. I'm not planning on having any like real cool slideshow segments or some <laughs> shit, multiple cameras, but I think it can be done. You know, I, I appreciate it. And I appreciate our listeners. This is a podcast and yeah. you know, uh, everybody that tunes in they're there for a reason. So shout out to all of them. Yeah. I, I, I do yeah. appreciate the people who do uh, listen, you know, even though but, we don't have, but you know, um, even a few of our guests, you know, they were happy that we didn't record in video because they don't want their face to be seen mm. expressing themselves in a certain way. Work. You know what I'm saying? And, that, so. and that's another point that kind of factored <laughs> into me not really making an effort to do video. I think the major factor is just the time and effort and the skill set it takes to do that. But the, uh, the other point was also that, yeah, I feel like with certain things that we talk about, people, um, they feel more comfortable not being yeah. in front of a camera talking about sure. it. You know, but word up. Yeah, but yeah, overall great year, definitely. Yeah, no doubt. Our I think the main goal for us was wasn't so much about well, you know, numbers helped, and and we we did kind of toss around a few numbers, but I don't think we ever set a a specific number um, as far as downloads this year. But I think we we wanted to focus a lot more on women. So so we did have. A lot of women on this year. Yo, that's, yeah, that's dope. dope. Yeah. yeah, super dope. I yeah. love looking at y'all's um, Instagram or yeah or whatever the posts come up. Excuse me, come up on. It's like, oh man, he's got some dope women on the podcast. I don't yeah. even know who the hell they are, but they're out here doing something. Yeah, dope. and a lot of them as well. So yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing, man. Like numbers be damned. I, like me and late, we're not doing this to you know make millions of dollars or you know get some type of crazy money. We're doing it for like a passion in the community. Yeah, same, and stuff. Here. And so same here. We're repaid by interactions with all these amazing people. And uh, I have to say, um, I made a conscious effort. I don't know if it's at the beginning of the year or somewhere in the middle. I was like, all right, uh, no more homies or no more, Uh, like, DJ homies. Yeah. Like, I want to, like, reach out to some more. Because, you know, we could, like, have a local beat maker, a local DJ every every episode. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, let me hit up Rocky Romero or Mm -hmm. have my guy hit up Rocky. Let me hit up the writer that uh, knew Rocky and then see if we could get something like that uh let's get the lyricist um who's a friend of the poet slash mc that was on the episode those kind of episodes are hip-hop of course Mm -hmm. that's like the first uh tag descriptor of our podcast but then dope culture i don't want that to be lost either yeah dope culture in tokyo like there's a lot, a lot, a lot of shit going yeah, on out e- here. Explaining, explaining dope culture to like uh, somebody who is like not involved in the hip hop community or even slang, uh, familiar with the slang. Yeah, have you <laughs> have you come across there was like, oh, you guys talking about drugs? It's like, no, nah, we not. <laughs> I think I think Chris Mosdell asked. Yeah. It's like, oh, are you talking about drugs? It's like, no, nah, not exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I mean, nah, it comes man, up. You're dope. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe maybe back in the seventies or something like that. You know, it would have been associated with drugs because that's what they called it back right. in the day. You know what I'm saying? But uh, dope coach. Yeah. See, I yeah. never even put yeah put that together. I've had a couple of people be like, "Yo, so it's about drugs?" It's like, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, sometimes like, it is. I mean, sometimes those conversations come up. You know. Yeah. yeah. Well, but really, know, it's just about the real who drug are is the music and the vibes, man, to make you feel yeah. you know a different way, take you on a on a natural high, might even get you laid. You know, and speak speaking of vibes, you know, I, I think. Both our podcasts do a great job of creating those vibes, you know, us, Absolutely. you know, with the Mobile Man Cave. But, oh, you I'm know, a vibe also, guy. 
Yeah. He's a vibe guy now. Yeah. yeah. But also, cool, cool. every time I've been on you guys' podcasts, I just like being there. Like, I, I can I can go there and don't even really have to say shit on the mic. You know what I mean? I, I just like yeah. the vibes. One of our first episodes at the Mega Reactor Buddha Spine, which is the studio in Ikebukuro, uh, Mega Spot, a UFO came through. That might have been the first recording there. Yeah. So he was the first guest, one of the first guests who, in who that is space. UFO? He's a producer out here, uh, model, actor. Okay, yeah. Uh, and uh, one of the first things he said after he sat down, he was like, "This place has good energy." Mm. Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." Yeah. Yeah. Because we hadn't even, or I hadn't been in there much more than he had at that point, but yeah. we like to, you know cultivate a vibe just yes. like you guys with the mobile man cave yeah I, I, I hope that people listen to our podcast listen to like a, a couple episodes because the energy changes man sometimes it's real yeah. wild sometimes it's real serious sometimes depend on the topic yeah right? it depends yeah. on the guests yeah like, and that you know, too we get that all too. types of guests like we're gonna wild out a little different when Shalice is there or when aphrodite is there mm. versus when like india davenport or you know, Rocky Romero is there. So yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Shout out to Aphrodite, who's Indeed. been on both of our podcasts. Yeah. Word up, word up. Yeah, I listened to, like I listened to her episode that y'all did with our homegirl Bree. Oh, oh, shout out to Bree. That was uh, pretty wild. Shout man. Out that was Bree. Energy changes. That was the wildest. Yeah. one of the That's wildest joints girl, we did. Yeah, we had to make extra space for Bree's booty. <laughs> shout out to Bree's booty, man. Bree's it's like booty. One of, yeah, because I got five, the booty. Top, yeah. top, five top five white girl, white girl booties, booties that I yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. On, on a strength, man. I used to work with Bree. That's that's my good homegirl. That was gonna be my award, actually. I was gonna top yeah. booty. <laughs> top oh yeah, booty. we were gonna do we we're gonna do some like awards about things, man. Yeah, I, I would I would like to to kind of talk about the guests that we've had on the podcast. And yeah, see what we've kind of learned a little bit about yeah. this year. You know, because just coming into communication with all types of different walks of life and yeah. them interacting out here, I feel like we get a lot of information that people just aren't really privy to and uh, sometimes it's a direct statement from somebody but other times it's like the accumulation of different opinions that kind of helps inform uh, our perception of Tokyo and what what really is going on out here what, what have you guys learned from from is there anything in particular that stands out f- uh, from your guests this year that you've learned you guys had a lot of incredible guests, man. Yeah. Like, um, old boy who was fighting against the company for his male maternity leave. Yes. Shout out to him. Like, that's a real thing happening out here. Yeah. yeah. Glenn Woods. Name. Shout out to Glenn Wood. Glenn. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And then, you know, we're talking about the lawyer. Uh, the Well, that was the first year. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The barrister cat? The yeah. barrister cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And also the first year we were talking about, oh, well, if you want to just go 2019. No, yeah, let's do this year. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm, a lot of interesting people. I, I, I must say that, from my perspective, I felt that every episode um, has been excellent. Has been, you know, uh, because people when they come to Japan, a lot of people, and that that's what both of our podcasts bring out is the fact that there is so much more in Tokyo. And uh, you could even actually get your career or whatever your dream is jump started in a foreign land, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to work on your let's say work on your game a little bit before you go back to the States where the the you know, when you want to go big time and where the big time competition is at, you know, so. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I would say that, you know, kind of like adding to that, 
I don't think I have anything that different to say, but I think that um, what I've learned is that there's a lot of things you can say about Tokyo, right? And, you know, some people might call Tokyo overrated and, mm. you know, say the people are cold here and, you know, in other places in Japan, people are more warm and approachable and that type of thing. And I, I totally get that. I mean, it's the big city, right? You know, yeah. New York City is the same way. Like, right. it's just so many people and this city, this met- metropolitan lifestyle, sometimes, you, you know, people are just so caught up in their own lives, mm-hmm. you know, to an extent, right? But at the same time, what I've realized with this podcast and having all types of guests on is that there's a wonderful, vibrant, creative community going out here, mm-hmm. right? You know, whether you're only into this, only into that, sometimes I go to events and I'm not even necessarily into a particular thing that they're into but i just go to network Mm -hmm. i go to meet new people so i think if if you are a person living here you can be inspired in in many ways you can you can can be inspired to you know um change your career you know a lot of times people come here and they just have you know like they're set on just being this one thing or i came here to be a teacher and they don't realize how possible it is for you to switch into mm-hmm. a totally different field like marketing or um, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of opportunities here, and I think our guests show that. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I, I haven't been listening to a lot of podcasts recently, and, and that also means I missed out on a lot of your more recent episodes. But this year you've had a lot of people who are kind of self-made or learn how to do something. Like uh, Reggie Casual is one of my yeah, favorite. Shout episodes. out to Reggie Casual. You, know, you had the guy from Tokyo Reporter. On. You've had Brett you know. Bull. I love that episode with um, I don't know my guy's name, but he's in a uh, dosing. Oh, okay. Yeah, Owen. Ocean. Excuse me. Ocean. 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 We yeah. had we did have a Owen. He had the uh, Ocean. Ocean. That uh, police issue. Yes. Yeah, yeah that yes. was really yes. eye opening. Or I got a lot from that. There are yeah. a lot of jewels in that episode. That is a lot of jewels, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Shout out to Ocean, man. Because, I mean, you know, yeah, if, if you are a foreigner here and you get in an altercation or you feel like you're about to get in an altercation, you might want to think twice. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. My wife used to tell me, she said, walk away as fast as you can because they take, um, they don't take shit with a grain of salt over here. They take it seriously. You know, anytime you could be held for up to 23 days without any type of lawyer or counsel or whatever mm-hmm. means that you're at their mercy. And, and so just, you know, try not to put yourself in that position because you're in a different country. This is their culture. No matter you may disagree with it or whatever, it's still their country and their culture. And you made the decision to come here to be a part of it, whether it's on vacation or living here. So you just have to, you know, maybe sit in a room and meditate and say, hey, look, I need to make these adjustments because the shit I did back home mm. ain't working here. Work. You know what yeah. I'm saying? How, how about know? for you guys, though? I mean, I think the most recent episode I listened to was uh, the Kojo joint. Mm-hmm. And, you know, shout out to Kojo. I never met him, but I've heard about that cat for like, like, couple years you right. know, a couple years ago shout out to my homie streets yeah. b street riley um he, he told me about kojo years back and you know i was i thought that was pretty dope that y'all oh, got yeah. him as on a matter of fact me. our boy uh mutt he knows kojo yeah. shout out to mutt yeah 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 he, yeah so yeah talk about that a little bit with kojo talk about kojo yeah 
I mean, you know, Kojo is a, he's an incredible artist. He's he's an interesting person because, you know, he grew up in Niigata and uh, he was like highly successful winter sports athlete. I think he was skiing. He's so good that, uh, you know, he would have been top five in Japan, likely went to the Olympics uh, as a young man. But they sent him to Vermont, I think he said, to become more competitive and, and to ski out there with some Americans. You know, the focus is different. And uh, he went out there and he just fell in love with hip hop culture. He moved to New York, you know, uh, embedded himself within a hip hop community and came back to Japan and kind of felt a little bit like an alien because the culture had shaped him so much. So, you know, we've had a lot of guests who are wildly unique like that. Like, you know, they had these interesting experiences and and a lot of them intersect with hip hop in ways um, that are compelling. Like, I'd say one of the things that we've learned uh, talking to Japanese hip hop artists out here and people who have been making music in English and Japanese for a while, uh, especially like Japanese guys who are familiar with actual hip hop culture from the States is that they're, they're all very optimistic about the direction that Japanese hip hop is going because Japanese kids, they used to rely on like Nas and American hip hop to inform them what the possibilities or the approach to the music was. And now there's generations of, Japanese rappers that these young 16 year old kids don't ever have to go back and listen to a Nas now be that as it may you know whether you think it's good that they don't know Nas or not what it's creating is a bunch of people whose art is more specifically informed by Japanese styles and techniques and and approaches and so this next generation of kids or this next generation of of, of artists are going to be creating some interesting things and uh, a few a few of our guests have said things like that and we kind of behold it in a lot of ways one of our guests this year uh, dos monos three 20 some you know early 20s Japanese kids they're just like yo we're not really hip-hop culture like that but they're making some of the most interesting progressive hip-hop music out and uh they're one of the most popular japanese artists in the united states right now due to their relationship with death by mark and you know i could go on for days about what i think about hip-hop culture out here but Mm. you know I, i don't i won't do that but man i feel like if people people want to find out about Japanese hip hop culture, they could listen to all of our episodes and get pretty informed in a lot of things that aren't in books or in articles and stuff like that. But it takes some digging because our approach is never like, here goes the one moment uh, from this two hour interview. It's like our interviews are long and, you know, mm. there's a lot to they People say a lot. So, yeah. what, what are some of your favorite or most memorable this, episodes this year? This year? I'd like to shout out a few people, Mm -hmm. um, just rifle through some names. uh, And, you know, I'm not necessarily going to hit the biggest people Mm -hmm. or the most important people. Mm -hmm. And not to knock anybody, like if they're not included in this highlight I'm Mm -hmm. doing. This year I kind of realized, like, guests like Shad or, like, Buddha. These are, like, some of the hardest working people Mm -hmm. that, you know, I've ever met uh, and not in like I don't work with them in office style environment, just like seeing their dedication to their craft, you know, working to make sure their shit is proper and efficient. I uh, really have to give a lot of props to dudes like that. L of uh, Life Park and Speakeasy also. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to our guy Shucks One. He would also fall in that category. I think my man works really hard. Maya Hatch definitely. Maya Hatch yeah. like that. I Maya, am we, Jesse. We, we, we're gonna yeah. hopefully we're gonna have Maya Hatch on. 
Oh, I, great. I, I Fuck spoke it, to um, her about that. Yeah, uh, Ryman Gaijin. Yeah, he's Ryman one Kaijin. of the hardest working dudes. Shout out to the homie uh, Ryman. Kaijin, I've ever met in my whole I life. Understand yeah. it? How yeah. he has time for the shit he does. He's super. Especially productive. he's doing what one a day to three sixty five. Yeah, he's almost joint. accomplished an entire year of mm. a new song a day. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, shout out to those guys and and a lot of people. Not to like say that we were cherry picking for this or to pat ourselves on the back. But a lot of people are like coming up this year, not to disregarding the past couple years also. Like Eri from um, New Style Hustle, that crew, New Style Hustle Tokyo. I forget what that the official group name is. But uh, yeah, she's like dancing for Arashi, not Arashi, Exile. Oh, wow. And like appearing in like people's concerts and shit. So shout out to her. Uh, Zabu's showing up on TV. Dos Monos is going to be at fucking South by Southwest. Our guy Neil Armstrong uh, is going to move out here to Japan and is looking to pop off some more things. I mean, he's already he's highly here, successful. Yeah, yeah I, I heard that episode, too. That was dope, too. Just uh, hearing about all his experiences. El Shimada and Abby Howlett, Howlett yeah. of a Quartz Pistol. They're, like, bubbling out there in Melbourne. Qu- Quartz Pistol is Abby's joint. El Shimada Band is El's band that Abby's oh, in. Oh, I thought it was a collective. Uh, yeah. The El Shimada includes Abby, but Quartz Pistol is the band that Abby leads. Oh, okay. Word. Word. But, yeah. Thank you dope. for the clarification. Yeah, just, like, a lot of really talented people that we've been lucky enough to rub elbows with. Ramen Beast been eating hella ramen. I was I was going to bring that up, Mad but I, I wasn't, Jones, I wasn't yeah. sure if that was this year. But yeah, yeah, I listened to that one. That was really dope. Yeah. Ramen Beast. Yeah, I mean, we can spend a lot of time going through the names yeah. on a list. Like, I, I'm pleasantly surprised. Like, last year we had a really good year with some of our heroes in hip-hop. And this year, um, I was thinking it was kind of a slow year, but I'm looking around and it's like, wow, we did have a lot of super dope, prolific, notable guests. Sleeper, yeah. high-tier guests, I feel. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. So, Shout out to my guy MJ too. Yeah. Yeah, and you know when when I listen to your podcast, I'm like, wow. Like, I guess I'm not like really. Uh, I don't follow a lot of uh, producers and singers and stuff locally. But when I listen to you guys' podcast, I'm just like, wow. I didn't realize um, how rich the community here is when yeah. it f- comes to music and producing and all that stuff. I, honestly, I, had no I think idea. me and Lady be surprised too and shit. Yeah, yeah me and Lady like when we surprised. I mean. To jump back to 2016, when we were first starting, I was like, oh, shit, Mega knows a lot about the beat-making scene out here. And I knew that I didn't know shit, but I was just kind of like, oh, I kind of don't know. And then the deeper we get into it, it's just like, yo, man, I don't know fucking anything about half of the shit that come goes on out here. Yeah. It's crazy. I want to uh, recognize some people as well. We have a lot of different type of people on the podcast Right. We all are part of this global international community here in Tokyo. And I want to recognize some leaders in that community. I feel that there are some people out here who are in different industries and are trying to bring about change in Japan. So first, I want to give a shout out to uh, Yan Fan and Connie, who are both co-founders of Code Chrysalis, which is a a coding boot camp here in, in Tokyo. And they're, they're one of the few full-stack software development uh, schools in Tokyo. So, you know, if you're interested in programming, and, you know, I feel what they're doing is really great. If you're looking to change careers, if you're interested in tech or programming, 
you can totally do it. You can totally go to their school and and do their immersive boot camp. I mean, it's going to take some work and dedication, but you can do it. And I've seen people, they featured many people who've graduated from their school and have gotten full-time jobs as software Mm -hmm. engineers in Japan. So, you know, I mean, there's people who were teachers previously coming to Japan, and they decided to change careers, and they're now full-time programmers here in Tokyo. Mm -hmm. So that opportunity that that they give to the community I, I think is really dope what kind of shit we got like that lately like who could we recommend yo if, if you want to get into like uh, vandalism and writing graffiti I want you to reach <laughs> out to our guys Yeska and Remixer they'll put you on teach you how to evade the police uh, steal your paint get up and write some graffiti in the yeah. community you know color this drab city with a little bit uh, of, of a rainbow we don't got I mean we're being a, that, right? a bit facetious but yeah. like uh my guy Shad AD is really about community and yes. building community. If you're interested in any kind of creative output, I would say link up with Shad and he'll find some way to incorporate you into what he's doing and then y'all could probably build together into something else. Absolutely. Shad is great at that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Buddha also, maybe more on the music side, but... Yeah, MC Buddha is hella connected out here. And fucking uh, maybe OYG in a different kind of way. I Am Jesse is putting on type of events at galleries. Um, uh, Tokyo Love Hotels are a space for creative types. Colleen and Robin, Tokyo Love Hotels. Again, man, if you want to do something in Tokyo as a foreigner, like the door is wide open. I was looking at like a reenactment for this Amber Geiger um, uh like report that they're doing on Japanese television. Yo, if you're a brother out here, you can break into the acting community because the actors that they use for the Amber Geiger shit, like they're doing reenactments, right, for a certain part of the scenes. It's a Nigerian cat, and he sure as hell don't sound like Botham Jean, Botham Jean. He got the hell in Nigerian action. So if you if you a black man, you want to be an actor, there's space for that. There's so much space for you to succeed out here in almost any fashion that you want to. Our guy, Ramen Beast, he was just a dude that was eating ramen and now he's like one of the top ramen experts in the world and has his own ramen restaurant two of two ramen restaurants in san francisco and my man just was like yo like i ate some ramen and it was hella good and then i just never stopped getting flown out to places to eat yeah on like netflix television shows right yeah, that's oh, dope. Yeah, he was he's with the guy that's doing like the netflix television shows Yeah. yeah so i mean you know coding graffiti any forms of art or you know any approach especially you guys do a lot more like a skill based type of uh guests and and different approaches man you could do it shout out to uh ryan ains we had ryan ains on the podcast he's um the founder of advertising in asia and he does uh marketing meetups marketing slash advertising meetups where you can learn how to market in japan um Mm. You know, so uh, definitely a a, a um, useful skill here in Japan if you have a business and, and you're trying to get customers and expand your brand, right? So advertising in Asia, just Google that, okay? Um, also, who else? Um, shout out to Robin and Mariko. They are the founders of MyMizu, which is Japan's first free water re- refill app. 
All right. So they they are they are making a big push and to change the culture of Japan to be more eco friendly. All right, and to um, try to combat this this excessive use of plastic. Mm. All right. So with the MyMizu app. You can download it and find uh, free water refill locations all over Tokyo and even outside of Tokyo. Hmm. Right? Um, I thought that was pretty dope. And Shout they out are, to all the hydro homies. Yeah, and they are some awesome community leaders in the uh, environmental um, industries and aspects. How about some fun, memorable ones, high-energy ones? Right. I would say the most high-energy one that I can recall, and that brother was like, Hella fun. Was Andre Mizrahi? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Shout yes, to the yes. gods. Oh, Jesus shit. Christ. That, that brother brought the house down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been trying to, like, be reserved and be serious. But can, can I just talk shit now? Is yeah, it, yeah, yeah. That? Yeah, yeah, that's what Andre this was is all dope, about, man. man that, that, that guy is amazing. That brother was, like, totally, totally an open book. Transparent. Had a wonderful story about, you know, his... Um, Let's say his inner discovery, even though he had a son, he had a straight relationship and he realized that he was gay. And, you know, he's uh, yeah, he has the house of Mizrahi. Do you Googles? Mm. But my experience with him was his energy was so, so colorful, so off the chain. I mean, the brother, like I said, man, he he just he just blew the, the roof off of this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Was that this year, though? I think it was yeah. this year. Okay. It was okay. definitely this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was in the summer early time. in the year. Yeah. I got to okay. give props to Cliff because uh, I had kind of been wanting to, um, what am I trying to say? Not that I'm trying to be PC, but I don't want to sound like a fucking infiltrator or a goddamn uh, colonizer. Man, be Like, I, I watched uh, Paris is Burning, like, yeah. late last mm-hmm. year and just became really kind of interested in that community. You know, the, the ball. Yeah, the ballroom. Ball scene. Yeah. Maybe drag also included in that yeah and uh when i saw that cliff you know was gonna have him also he has some roots in atlanta i was like you know really interested in listening or meeting him or you know and i actually ended up going to the ball that he Mm. was at i got kicked out of a band for going to that ball actually Mm. oh yeah yeah (laughs) oh shout out to getting kicked out of the band yeah yeah for sure i i'd be held uh we had a show that day Mm. Or we were uh, gonna have a show that day. Yeah. Mm. I was like, I gotta go to this Your ball. commitment to Sparkle Motion is in question, <laughs> Doc. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm starting to question. Did you get to meet to Sparkle uh, Motion, Andre? Donnie or was he there? I did, man. That was a great experience, that oh, ball. Oh, man. That was, uh, it was weird, man, because it wasn't like black excellence. And I can't say it's like queer excellence because I'm not a part of that community. I don't really, you know. I don't want to say anything like that, but I just felt a lot of really good energy in there. It was all love, like just I was happy to be a witness and to I don't want to say participant, but I was happy to spectate and be allowed in that space and uh, happy to know that there is space like that. And, you know, it's just dope. I get why white people like watching us you know what i mean <laughs> we got I rhythm bro yeah now i saw some video of it and it looked absolutely amazing and yeah. i listened to the episode and shout out to kopi mizrahi um, oh kopi mizrahi yeah, you know, one yes, of his yes, one yes. of his uh, proteges yeah but yeah man um and, and that's one of the great things about your as podcast as a matter of fact you we guys have not, a lot not of to cut you off we had we had andre and kopi 
two separate right. episodes. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. wow, his energy was yeah, yeah. Go ahead, bro. No, uh, what I'm saying is that you guys do really well at uh, like a really diverse swath of mm. people's experiences out here. Where I, generally we, you know, we we step out of the realm of hip hop quite often, but largely there's a, a through line almost that, mm-hmm. that comes with ours. But you guys, you have all types of walks of life, and uh, even these last two brothers that you just had on a few weeks ago, uh, tremendously interesting. And you know, so yeah, shout out to you guys. That Andre episode is super dope. Yeah, and yeah, you know was... which one was wild too. The Shalice or the Aphrodite and Brie episode was oh, pretty yeah, reckless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to those ladies for really laying it all out. Oh, yeah, laying Dick it, size yeah. and all. It was I'm wonderful. It was a wonderful experience. Yeah, yeah. she took it like a champ. Shout well, out you know to Brie. You know both of them. Yeah, so yeah. she took it like a champ. I, I, I got it. <laughs> Yo, that energy was that energy was wild. I would like to. It's fuck. You got me doing it. Aphrodite yeah. be getting yeah, super bad. spicy. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Every time she's in the studio. It works. Yeah. I think it's good what you guys do like you guys are laser focused on people ex- expats in tokyo trying to apply their skills or work towards that and being productive yeah in the culture we go on a, a lot of tangents which yeah. is why yeah. we yeah. started to you know cut our episodes in half because they just started to get too long but you guys are pretty you know concise yeah yeah, yeah. for me it's it's all about like Structure. It's, it's structure because it's also, I used to tell him a lot, like, yeah, we could have a photographer on, right? But shit, there's like a thousand photographers here in Tokyo. Right. So, like, we, we could literally bring on a shit ton of photographers. Word. But we have to kind of find more of a focus. I started feeling like that with DJs. Or, or else everything is going to seem like the same. You know, I, I, try, I try not to ask the same yeah. questions. We've had a lot of DJs. Oh, uh, we got a... Uh we got questions we ask all the time. And it's not, not retire, to you guys. Should we retire the uh, the convenient question? Yo, actually, I've got a I've got an update. Oh, word. I got an update. Uh, an update to the the eternal question, the yeah. unchanging. Okay. All right. So for the last two years now, we have been asking every single one of our guests uh, to rank their favorite convenience right we we use a merry fuck kill uh technique but you know it's basically one two three and we use only the 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 big three family mart lawson's and 7-eleven and through this study we found out several different reasons why people choose things and basically we have all the data right yeah, two years of asking every single guest this type of question right and so what were you you want to relaunch you want to try something new i've got I was an update to, to my answer Oh, word? Maybe we can re- retire after that. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, and before you answer that, I just want to say, now, that that is dope, because that, that that's a unique question that you're not going to hear. That on. was a freestyle off your boy's head right here. We was just yeah. drunk one day. I was like, yo, let's do it. Go ahead. Yo. Mary 7-Eleven. Oh, so the... All right. Most people said... Okay. Mary, before he yeah, used Mary to be Lawson's. Lately, he's yeah. been a Lawson's man. Okay. Ever His since, whole life. Ever since my guy's known me, I've yeah, been a Lawson's yeah. man. Fuck... Family Mart. This is a complete uh, reversal. Oh shit! So hold yeah, on, hold on, hold on. Seven Eleven is the Mary. Yeah. Fuck family family Mart is the fuck. Yeah. Fuck Family Mart. Kill Lawson's. Yeah. Kill what what, what caused this change of heart, fam? What's going on? You I had good? to come to terms with uh. I don't be going to Lawson's like that anymore. Mm. When I first got to Japan out in Tochigi, the only place I could use the ATM was Lawson's, and then when I came to Tokyo. The closest convenient to me was a natural license. Okay. So I, I grew an affinity. 
But now, you know, I'm all over the place now. And uh, recently, 7-Eleven really stepped up their uh, their cold food area. Mm-hmm. And there are hella 7-Elevens around. Mm-hmm. I think they're the second most ubiquitous uh, convenience store franchise. I mean, you can't fuck with Family Mart. Family Mart's got that on lock. Yeah. Family's in the name. I personally like family. I mean, I like 7 Eleven too, but I have have a Family Mart. Yeah, I didn't mean to derail the whole podcast with that, but yeah, I just wanted to say I've changed my whole shit. Changed my whole shit. Dope, dope, dope. See? We've, we've got a lot of information about this shit, man. Like, Japanese guests, uh-huh. you know, they tend to gravitate more towards 7-Eleven, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, especially Americans. Yeah. Americans tend to gravitate more towards 7-Eleven. Because they and have so that do, in the U.S., right? And so do Japanese people because of the... The, the, the brand the number is strong. One, the number one reason for uh, the affinity towards 7-Eleven is usually because of the food. Mm. Okay. The bento section, the not bento. the hot food, but the the bentos, bento. okay. which you know I don't purchase bentos from convenience stores. I'm gonna go to Matsuya or Yoshinoya or something, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I just don't approach Hotomoto. it. Hotomoto. Yeah. yeah. So I, I like the Family Mart bentos too. You know? Me and you are Family Mart cats. Yeah, yeah. We ride, yeah. we riding hard for Family Mart. Yeah, I, I, I mostly I mostly eat onigiris because they're just quick snack foods. You know, give me some energy. So anyone is fine with me as long as as long as they got the tuna mayo. Mm. You know, that's my favorite uh, onigiri. Yeah. My dad's a big fan rice of ball. Oh, all of them got fried chicken. So uh, yeah, all of them yeah. got fried chicken. Yeah. If you think what about bla- mini stuff, if, if you think black mini people only want to eat fried chicken, you're wrong. No. Japanese eat hella fried chicken. I mean, it's about they to be eat fried chitlins chicken too. Christmas in like in <laughs> Bro, one day. The motherfuckers eat a lot of chitlins too. I put that shit up on on uh, Instagram. They love their chitlins, man. If I should go Mikomi. to uh, wait, what? Chitlins out you here? You got chitlins out here? Hell yeah. You be Japanese. Chitlins, chitlins smell so disgusting, though, dog. I can't. What are, what's Man. chitlins in Japanese? Uh, Well, we call it nikomi mm-hmm. or horomon, horomon nikomi or something like that. I've had horomon. Yeah. I don't know if I've had. Yeah, that. yeah. Oh, man. They chitlin soup is off the chain, bro. You fuck with chitlins? Man, um, I've, been, I, I've, I've had it, but I, I'm not. I'm not uh, a big fan of it. I'm an original black southerner. I've been fucking with I it mean, all my life. Yeah, man, my the black into. community in Japan is amazing. You know, <laughs> brought chitlins out here. I was saying, oh, like, soul I food house. Yeah. As a matter of fact, back in 1980, when I first got to Japan, uh, I went to. A, I, I told this story before, and I went to a place. And we used to call it the hole. That's why all the brothers hung out. They had to give it the that stereotypical hole. name. Yeah. Mm. And so uh, they had two soul food joints. They had, uh, I forgot the name of this one joint, which was my favorite. And then they, they had soul food cabana. And uh, yeah. Chitlins in there? Chitlins, ribs, cornbread, collards, everything. Now, everything fuck- sounds good to me except for the. The chitlins. But but what <laughs> fucked me up though, bro, was uh I got drunk off of some Akadama wine. It's called Akadam Food. Mm-hmm. That's what we used to call it, you know, the cheap sweet wine. And uh I got drunk off of that shit after eating a hearty meal and um I said, Hey, sister, bring your black ass from behind that counter over here in Japan cooking this food like that. And this little Japanese lady walked out and I looked and I lost my drunk. I was like, You cook this? And come to find out, her husband, rest in peace, you know, big Jimmy I thought Jimmy you were going to say you married her. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she, that was the meat cue. Yeah, yeah. I was, only, I was only 19 at the time. She was probably in her 50s. But her husband's from New Orleans, and he right. taught her 
how to cook soul food. And they own a okay. successful soul food joint back in the eighties. My mom is the same way. You know, my my dad, my my stepdad is from like real rural Florida. You know, mm-hmm. like hunting, killing squirrels, and eating frogs. And oh, shit. and you know, my mom learned how to cook everything from him. All the all the soul food joints that she cooked. Yeah. So, my so. mom's collards is my favorite collards. So. She she throws some Philippine flavor. Nah, in Nah, man, this is straight. You know. I think this episode, this episode is perfect now. That's one of those patented Nigga-dum. mega late show tangents that we just uh, went on. Yeah, let's <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I was expecting Shock to get more into talking about some women. You know what I mean? I oh, well, that sex shock. worker we had on. That was, that was one of my sex other uh, categories, yeah, top she, five, yeah, she had top five a, women in Tokyo. Booty, what, what, what's her name? What, what's her name? Uh, God, I can't Amina, think of her Amina name. Dujon. Dujon. Amina, yeah, Amina Dujon. Yeah, she was very interesting. You know, Japan's first black idol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and then she moved to like she in the UK or something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Shout that. out to Amina. Yeah, 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 yeah. She, a positive light on uh, mm-hmm. sex workers. And, and you know, I'm glad you guys mentioned that because I kind of forgot about that one. I mean, we we've done so many now. I'm just sometimes. Oh I God, just, yeah. I don't. I couldn't e- tell you what we recorded last month, dog. Yeah. Like. E- even if they're good, I'm starting to forget some of them now because we've just done so many. But because um, they all good. Yeah, Amina. I was following her for a while, and I, I knew that. I knew that she like was twenty an, feet behind, twenty five feet. Well, well, like, I mean, what's your on, techniques? on on Twitter, on Twitter, I, I knew she was an idol. I knew she was a former idol. I read about her in the uh, Japan Times. Shout out to Bayad McNeil. He wrote a piece on her, and but the sex worker thing definitely made me want to bring her on. And it wasn't because of the mere fact that she's a sex worker. It was because that she's an activist. Oh yeah, mm. that's right. And you know, I with with our episodes, yeah, you know. Certain certain episodes might be a, a little more appealing and and you know shocking or whatever, but I wanted to bring her on because she she talked about how she wanted to educate other women about sex work and that you know she wasn't promoting it, but at the same time she was saying that if you were going to do it, she thought you should be educated and mm. informed first before you make that decision. So Word. that's why I brought her on. Yeah, you know, and also she was you know enlightening people about the idol culture Mm -hmm. in japan about the stringent rules that they must follow yeah in order to uh represent that that shit is really kind of wild man yeah uh, you thought they were free and carefree and like you're not allowed to have a boyfriend like yeah like that that. fuck me you know the the most senior or veteran akb48 member recently retired and so now it's basically like an original member i think is and she was the same chick that what's her name minagishi uh, Manami Minigishi. The one that shaved her head? Yeah, the one that shaved her head. Like, she got caught with the boyfriend, so she shaved her head, made a crying apology, and they let her back in, I guess. But she just recently retired, man. And that whole rabbit hole of idledom and the type of industry that's behind that, the the kind of sex, the uh, like strip club type of joints that they got, uh, like that are idle type of based. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of, yeah, I mean, same thing in America, you know, you hear about these underground eyes wide shut kind of situation but yeah i you could read about rumors online about how people can you know pay to get these idols if they have enough money and blah 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 this that that, and the other yeah but yeah it does seem pretty gross the stuff that's even out in the open just like uh you know they have to present themselves as the ideal virginal madonna who can be everybody's girlfriend yeah. Pretty, um, yeah. Shout out to uh, Sarah Lynn. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that was deep. 
Yes, so she was our, so informative. She was our first trans person on the podcast. Open and, book. And yeah, yeah she, that was a dope episode. She was, was hella that. informative. Yeah. Yeah. You weren't in the van or the man cave at the time, but uh, no, no. Oh, oh, I gave a lot of props to you for inviting me to the ball and you know, oh, yeah. oh you yeah. exposing me to uh, Ms. the house of Mizrahi and Andre and Kopi. Yeah, shout out to Kopi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's one of the best experiences I ever had. We all know that Japan is 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 big not the on link. You know those two communities if they're not. You know, yeah. getting too PC right now, whatever. I appreciate how tactful you were in discussing that earlier, and it kind of made me reel back and not get so uh, wild and truculent with my with my opinions because you you really framed it well when you're talking about being a, in that space. Yeah, yeah. I think about that's, that a lot, man. That's the dichotomy of the Mega Late Show, though. Because like I uh, a level of wokeness and also like goon maneuver. <laughs> to talk about myself a little it. bit, like when I'm doing promo for my event, Hot, I tend to use a lot of. Uh, Drag queens, okay, like RuPaul or you know, people from Drag Race or from other media, mm-hmm. and I don't know why I gravitated towards that for that event. I mean, there's kind of an idea with like fashion and you know, kind of being flamboyant, but uh, a lot of times I'm just like, oh, is this? Am I like being exploitative? You know, yeah. is, am I like being like a, a vulture kind of? Because yeah. I I don't know, but yeah. I you know. It's, I'm saying the same shit white people say, you know, oh, I appreciate it, you know, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I if you're, if you're being that thoughtful about it, then you're, you're stepping in the right direction anyways. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, do you feel the same way about all the physicists that you've been posting for your mixes? <laughs> like, are you exploiting that physicist culture or the wrestlers uh, that you've been nah, posting? Nigga, I'm, a, I'm an actual physicist. <laughs> oh, we're, I, was and, the, and I was in the black hole with shock back yeah, in the day. Yeah, Y'all don't shit. know about that. Yeah, no though. doubt. In the black hole. <laughs> but, you know, the, the voguing culture is something I didn't, I didn't even know existed in Japan. Mm. And I, I would have to definitely, you know, as far as talking about the Kopi episode and then eventually the Andre episode, because Kopi and... Was how Kobe connected the whole Andre thing. She made that happen, but our our friend uh, Daisha mm. was how I found out about Kobe. You know, because I, I think I, I had met a a Japanese girl who who vogues, and I was thinking about having her on, but I wasn't sure how good her English you know is. And and I ran into Daisha. Daisha came to she came, she was visiting, and she. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure. If, I don't think you guys were there. Late, you were there. Remember when we at Oath used to be called Trump, Trump Tokyo. Remember that that yes. time that time Daisha was yeah, visiting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that night, I was telling. I ended up telling Daisha about you know like yo this Vogan girl, and I'm trying to get her on the podcast. She's like, oh, you should interview Kopi. Kopi is a legend. You know what I mean? And I was just like, oh, who is this Kopi girl? And, you know, we, we all know how, I mean, it's it's not huge, but the Vogue culture has has, has kind of hit the mainstream now with that, like a, with, with that show. Uh, what's the show? The, uh, drag Race. Pose. Pose. Dra- oh, yeah, the, pose, show, yeah, the show Pose drag now. Race? Did that I pose just make that great. shit up? No, Drag Race is the, <laughs> okay. the reality contest. Okay. Yeah, well, the show Pose has really kind of brought the Vogue community into the spotlight, For you sure. know, uh, mainstream-wise. Okay. But It's a really good show. Yeah, and um, yeah, I had no clue that there was a small voting community here. So thanks to Daisha, she's like a trend. Everything here, though, shit. Not not a trendsetter, but she's like a. I don't want to call her an icon because I know there are like rankings Levels where icon is yeah. one of the Ooh, yeah. rankings. But she's oh, like Kobe? the first. What is it like Japanese? Yeah, Kopi. Mother. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. a. Uh, 
Yeah, she's the mother of her own. She house she she has legendary status. Yeah. Legendary. So the next one up is is Icon, which is yeah, the highest. I mean, oh, she's sure. a fucking uh, trailblazer. I yeah. guess is a good mm, yeah. word to say. Yeah. yeah, for a Japanese girl that just flew over to the states. Huh. And, and just participate in and such a very um, small niche, niche, mm. you know, community, community subculture. And this Japanese, well, you know, Andre Andre was talking about this little Japanese woman showed up, and he was just so, you know, impressed. Amazed. Yeah, yeah. Andre's right like fifty years old, sixty years yeah. old. Yeah, yeah. Andre, that cat looked good for his age. Man, oh, yeah. and the moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think about like that type of content too that you won't normally find. On a mainstream Japanese channel or wow. mainstream Y'all are great for that. news news publication, you guys are talking great about for that. women. Yeah. Who, who does that out here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a, there's other podcasts that try to do well that are doing a very similar thing to what you guys are doing, but mm. I don't think that they've had the level of guests, the level of focus, and like it's such a, a wide swath of this international community. So yeah. shout out to you and everybody else who's doing the same thing. Y'all should just stop. Yeah. And if you want to make a hip hop podcast, don't even try. We already got that shit on lock. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Number it's like one, you, it's dope culture, battle for you. Hip hop dope culture podcast yeah, in Tokyo. I think one of the, the biggest takeaways from the year, and it's not just the year, it's kind of been throughout the existence of each of our respective podcasts, is that, you know, the community is thick, the community is strong, and we're always trying to build and expand that community and Dig it up and represent it and present it to everybody outside of it or that's interested in it as much as possible. And, you know, it's all about inspiring people who come over here. Like, you know, like we were saying earlier, you know, they just came over here to maybe teach yeah. English or just to visit. And then they find out yeah. that there's this community out here. And, uh, you know, I'll go back even further than 2019, you know, when, when we had Big Brian. Shout out to Big Brian, pro basketball player All over right. here. You know, he was talking about, hey, you could play pro basketball anywhere. It doesn't right. have to be in the NBA. Yeah. And he talked about the ins and outs of pro basketball here in Japan. Yeah. You know, people that want to come over here and, and jumpstart something, uh, they could do it here. Yeah. You know? That's why we got to get – more of these halfies out here. I wonder how many halfies we're going to see at the Olympics. They already got a few in there. Right. Mm. Yeah. yeah, well, and you guys do dominate. a great job, too. Of You know, what about, you know... Uh, I'm not trying, I, to, I, I ain't I, trying yeah. to inspire shit, though. Oh, yeah, I ain't well, but you do. You I'm do. just trying to keep on meeting my heroes and shit, yo. Yeah, we had yeah, Ali yeah, Muhammad. You, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, 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 you know, I'm trying to do. Give me more clout so I can meet my heroes. Yeah, but, you know, you know, whether you know it or not, man, I talk to guys on yeah. base, right, you know, Working for the U.S. government, I tell guys, say, hey, man, you want to check out, a, you guys are in the hip-hop, you want to check out the hip-hop scene, go to the Mega Late Show. And they came back and they told me, you know, and um, they told me, say, hey, man, thanks for hipping me to this, this podcast. Right, Cause we could you. go, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we could go, uh, you know, we could we could check out events that we didn't know existed. Mm. You know, because they don't speak Japanese. Right. Hip-hop is not really big on Facebook yeah. or Instagram, the community here in Tokyo. Yeah. So they listen to you guys' podcast, and they were one one sister was, like, binge listening and shit, and she hey. said, yeah, she's, she's going to go she to She said, make it sound cute, right? Oh, I, yeah. I agree with her. Get some of them Shout things. out to Sam Gurr. <laughs> that is Sam Gurr. It's actually a black woman on the military yeah. base. Yeah. Hey. So, so yeah. I feel that we, you know, both sides are inspiring 
You know, uh, when we folks. get together, that's what we be doing. We be just giving each other high fives like the whole episode and shit. Like, yeah, we did it again. Yeah. I appreciate it, though. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm all for that. And the Ray Wire man, it's like I don't like to hear my friends self-deprecate right mm. now. It's like yeah. there's too much there's too much negativity out here. You just got to boost yourself up so you don't fall into these, you know, the, the, the pitfalls of, you know, mental anguish and existential dread. So, yeah, shout out yeah. to all of us. We yeah. Hell dope. yeah. Dopeness, dopeness. Yeah, that's, what, that's what's I up, I did man. cinnamon roll earlier. I'm feeling real lovely. <laughs> oh, yeah, that sugar high is kicking in now, Nah, folks. man, and even, you know, sometimes you got to eat a spiral. Hell yeah. Yeah, so um, before we get out of here, I wanted to let our listeners know that um, for 220, we are going to um, slight... That's what you're calling it, 220? Oh, yeah, why, yeah, why yeah, am I, I saying 220? You. No, I 2020. like that. 2020. 2020. Okay. Sorry. Maybe it's the chew high. Uh, 2020, we're going to... It is 220s, though. I like that, though. Yeah. I like yeah. that more. That's... Yeah, 220s. He had that 20... track off Reasonable Doubt. 2020s. 2020s. Yeah, for, you know, so for the year 2020, we're going to go back to our uh, the schedule we first had, which was bi-weekly. Mm. So we won't be putting out episodes every week. Um, That's what's up, man. Yeah. It's a difficult task to do that. It and is. I know you, you've taken on some other things, and so... Yeah, yeah. We got some. I got some other... Uh, personal goals that i'm trying to achieve so uh we're gonna cut back just a little bit but still give you the same dope content and um variety of guests and be all inclusive anything you guys want to say about uh the podcast going forward uh the mega late show also might be changing their schedule but uh, that is undecided at the moment Mm. Stay tuned. yeah yeah we'll figure out everything but uh keep on paying attention to both podcasts for wonderful shit Yes. Absolutely. And yeah, once again, Late Late brought us home with that. But community, this is what we're all about. I, this is what I love about both our podcasts. You know, um, we the overall, I guess, message is, is community. We, we're trying to highlight the international community here in Tokyo, which also includes Japanese people as well, because we both have Gap- Japanese guests on. They're part of it, you know, mm. they're part of this whole thing. And, you know, I've been uh, rocking with my black side a lot out here. Most of my circle is black folks and shit. But recently I met a few more Filipinos, so I think I'm going to transition in 2020. <laughs> start hanging out with Cassie, eat lumpia more often. Oh, shit. You know what I mean? Y'all eating chitlins now. I think I'm going to have to back away. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yo, the international community out here, you guys are incredible. Yeah. Uh, all of us is just really dope. I guess beating a dead horse, but I'm going to say it again. You know, the, the, you know, Tokyo is many things to different people. Everybody has different experiences. Some 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 are not good. Some are really bad. Some are really awesome, right? But the one thing I can definitely speak for is the uh, inspiration you can get here, the opportunities you have here now, I think even more so than 20, 25 years ago. Opportunity is here. Hell yeah. And other than some uh, fucked up, unfortunate shit happening to you, um... When you come to Japan, it's one of the safest countries, if not the safest countries in the world. And Tokyo is the safest city. So mm. if you walk around with some fucked up internal ener- energy, then you're probably going to get some fucked up energy in return. Mm. So it's, it's great out here. Just come over here with open mind. Yo, that Maybe that motherfucker trying to tell us crazy. it's time to go. But anyway... <laughs> Come out here with an open mind, man, and just 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 have some you know good spirit, good energy, smile. You're running some awesome people, you know, of yeah. all all races and types and everything yeah. like that. And if you really want to make something happen, network, please network. Um, That's right. You know, our brother Ed Thompson talked about that. 
Network positioning. 72, the power right. of networking and um, promoting yourself, branding, all right? I want to just let y'all know to probably try to avoid the Yamanote line. Like, if there was less people on there, it would really make my life a little bit better at times. So try to get around from using the Yamanote line. And that's all I really got to say for the rest of the podcast, y'all. <laughs> Straight up and down. Straight up. All right, my hey, brother. I appreciate y'all for having us, man. It's always oh, a pleasure. I appreciate Anytime y'all you for coming, man. We wouldn't have it any other way. Word. Wouldn't have it yeah, any. Wouldn't, wouldn't close out the year with any other podcast or, or people. I yeah, mean, recipes. Not only are we two. the best, we're the only. So your that's options right. were limited. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> all right, my brothers. Peace. All right, peace out. Happy. See you in- Decades. Epstein didn't kill himself. (laughs) Oh shit! Would you say Epstein didn't kill himself? Oh, (laughs) see you in 2020. Thank you for listening to the Roar Urban Mobile Podcast. For more episodes, please visit rump.podbean.com, or you can head straight to Google and type in Roar Urban Mobile Podcast. You can also listen to us on Spotify, iTunes and wherever you can stream or download podcasts.